Welcome to Retire Simply, a show designed to take the fear out of retirement unknown and replace it with joy, freedom, and confidence. Your hosts are Scott and Angela Winstead, a husband and wife duo who share their industry knowledge in a fun and casual way to help steer you in the direction of your retirement goals and dreams. Having worked with hundreds of families in the area over the last decade, they've learned some common themes that are standing in the way of people having the retirement they imagine. Join them as they give you tips and tools to navigate the world of retirement, to make it uncomplicated and simple. This is Retire Simply. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Retire Simply Podcast. It's Angela Winstead. And you know that Scott is usually right by my side. Don't worry, he'll be back next week. Today, it's just me. And normally, we talk about all things retirement, talking about your money, how we can organize it in the most efficient and effective manner. But today, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. We're going to be talking about the holidays. You know, we're getting to enter into this holiday season. The holiday season of 2020, I think, is going to be one that we will all remember through the ages. Today, I'm going to be sharing a really big secret with you guys. This has been a guarded treasure in my family for generations. So we're just a a few weeks out from Thanksgiving. I'm hoping that a lot of you have already started your menu planning. Most of you know that I love to cook. It is a way that I share my love with people. Um, It's a creative art expression for me. I just, I love everything about food, whether I'm growing it, chopping it and cleaning it, cooking it or serving it. And uh, today I wanna talk to you about your Thanksgiving menu. You know, I grew up in the Midwest. Now, I've had many more Thanksgiving dinners in the state of Texas, but I did grow up in the Midwest. And I grew up with a very traditional menu for Thanksgiving, right? We did the turkey. My dad makes the best gravy I've ever tasted. So turkey and gravy, mashed potatoes. We did the green bean casserole and still do sometimes. We uh, have stuffing. Now, stuffing is something I love. Uh, When I go have Thanksgiving with others or visit their families, I think stuffing can tell you a lot about people. You know, we've got cornbread stuffing. We've got regular bread stuffing. We have all of these different kinds of stuffings that people make. I grew up with, we used white sandwich bread to make our stuffing, and it was flavored with sage and mushrooms and um, onions and celery and things like that. Really, really good um, because that's what I grew up on. But here I've had things like oyster stuffing and cornbread stuffing. So that's always a really good thing for conversation. Uh, We grew up with the traditional cranberry relish and the cranberry jelly that comes out of the can. That was my favorite. Um, And we'd round out the meal with scalp potatoes and rolls. Now, dessert was not a huge thing in our family, but we always had some type of pumpkin pie or because we're Norwegian, most of my family, we'd have something with lingonberries in it, like a lingonberry dessert. And lingonberries, if you haven't had them, it's kind of, they're, they're smaller than a cranberry, 
but it kind of tastes like a mix between a cranberry and a raspberry. So just a different, wonderful flavor. If you've never tried a lingonberry, I'm inviting you to do so. But now let's get to the big secret recipe. This was my grandmother, B. Her actually, her name was Beatrice. We called her Grandma B. Uh, but Grandma B was in charge of most of the cooking when the whole family got together. You know, my grandfather was a farmer, so she cooked for all the farm hands. And I think it was just very natural for her to invite in all the children and grandkids and cook for everybody. And she made all the traditional things um, that I shared with you for Thanksgiving. But the big secret, extra special, most guarded recipe that my grandmother had were for her scalp potatoes. Now, these are a very clean cut scalp potato. There's no cheese or ham or anything that I consider crazy and I'm like that. These are a very basic but utterly delicious form of scalp potatoes. Now, when my grandmother was younger, she entered lots of food contests. And every time she made her scalp potatoes, she won. But I remember the most special time to her was actually in Rusted, Minnesota. So it was a small town where her church actually was. I remember all the ladies uh, in the basement, their kitchen cooking as I was growing up. Well, she entered the scalp potato contest at her church. Now, this was not just a food uh, contest where you could bring any dish. This was specific. Every entree what, or every, everything that was entered were scalp potatoes. And so my grandma was really excited about this one. You know, this is where all her lady friends were. So this is where she was really vulnerable, really, if she didn't win. But come to find out, this was her most prized win. She won the contest for scalp potatoes at her small church that she'd attended for many decades. Now, I make these scalp potatoes at almost every family gathering we have. I actually love them for breakfast. I love them for lunch. I love them for a snack. They are just utterly delicious. But get ready. If you don't have a pen or a paper handy, you might want one because this is going to be one of the best recipes that you're ever going to come across. Now, not only is it simple, this is a very simple recipe. You can adjust it to make small quantities or huge quantities just as easily, and it is relatively inexpensive. So get ready because here I go. There are only four ingredients you need for this recipe. They are russet potatoes. Yep, the big long ones that you have to peel. Russet potatoes. Half and half, cream, and salt. That is it. Russet potatoes, half and half, cream, and salt. And this is how my grandmother prepared them. She would grab whatever cooking vessel she wanted. I usually use um, a 9 by 13 casserole dish or something that you'd make brownies or bars in. And all you do is you peel the russet potatoes. 
and then you slice them evenly and thin. I use a mandolin. I've also used a food processor with a slicer. It goes very quick, but you want to make sure that your slices are the same size, the same width. So you peel the potatoes, you slice them thinly and evenly, and then you start to stack the pan. And this is what I mean by stack the pan. You don't have to put any grease or butter or anything in it, just start laying down your potatoes. And just make lines that go all the way across the bottom. You can do them very fancy and make them look beautiful, or you can just spread them in the bottom of the pan. That's what I do most often. And if I really want to get fancy, I spread the, as I'm starting the layers, I make them kind of messy, but I make sure that as I'm coming up my pan, my last two layers look pretty. So, so far we have peeled the potatoes, sliced them thin, put a layer of potatoes in the bottom of the pan. Now I want you to sprinkle that layer with salt. A little bit more than you might think. Salt them well and then add another layer of potatoes. Again, salt them well. Add another layer of potatoes, salt them well. I usually do four or five layers. You wanna make sure that you have about a half inch left, an inch if you wanna be very, very careful, but at least a half inch before the lip of the pan is full, so you need to leave some excess space there. Next. You want to take your cream and your half and half, and you want to mix it in equal proportions. So let me tell you what I mean by this. I asked my grandma, because I always saw her take this big jar, and she'd pour half of the whipped cream, half of the half and half, give it a stir, and dump it in carefully in the pan over the potatoes. And I said, Grandma, why don't you just put the half and half in, and then put the cream in? And she said, no, Angela. It has to be mixed before it goes in the pan. So I stick to that. I actually take um, a four cup mason jar, you know, just a big jar, and I fill it half with half and half, half with whipped cream. And then I stir it up a little bit and I pour it over the potatoes. And I see it comes up about an inch, maybe an inch and a half. I mix another jar of half and half and whipped cream and I pour it over the potatoes. Now you wanna do this until the whipped cream co covers the potatoes, the whipped cream and, and half and half mixture. It has to cover the potatoes. They have to be submerged in it, just to the top. Then it's ready to go into the oven. Now I place mine on a cookie sheet with tin foil because if cream bubbles over, it makes a big mess. So you put, your potatoes on top of a sheet pan that has been covered by tin foil. And I put those in a 300 degree oven. I put them on the middle rack. Now, depending upon the size of the pan that you decided to put your potatoes in, it can vary in cooking times. I always allot myself at least two hours to get these babies cooked because slow and low is the way to do it. Now, after about 45 minutes, I always pull them out and I take a butter knife and I stick it in the center of the potatoes to go all the way down. If there's any resistance at all, they need to keep cooking. I put them back in. 
So as they're cooking, remember they're gonna, the cream's gonna bubble, it's supposed to do that. It will cook the potatoes during that process and the top will make a beautiful golden brown cover. Now once the potatoes are done, you wanna take them out and let them rest. You do not want to overcook them because they could get dry. Believe it or not, with all that half and half and cream, they still could get dry. So once a butter knife goes into the center of the pan easily and you have a beautiful light golden color crust on the top of your potatoes, take them out of the oven and let them rest for at least 10 minutes before you serve them. That's gonna allow the potatoes to relax and make sure they're absorbing any extra liquid that could be in your pan. Now, if you check on your potatoes and the top is brown, but they're not soft, your butter knife doesn't go through the middle. Just put a sheet of tin foil on them to protect the top. But I am telling you, once you make these scalp potatoes, and remember, it's just russet potatoes, half and half, whipped cream, and salt. Once you may make these and taste these, don't be surprised that if everyone else who tasted them asks you to make them again and again. So there you have it, my family's most guarded, secret, treasured recipe for Grandma B's scalp potatoes. I hope you take it on, give it a shot. If you have any questions and you're really trying but you're confused, you know we're always available. If you've got questions about your scalp potatoes or if you've got questions about your retirement or anything like that, we are here for you. I hope you're getting your menus put together and looking forward to that Thanksgiving dinner. So listen, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you have a question, now's your chance. You could scroll down under the episode and you'll see this week's offer. It's really a link to my calendar for a 15 minute introductory call. Click on schedule your call and it'll take you right to my calendar. I look forward to chatting with you soon. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And remember, anyone can save money and just as easily anyone can run out of money. But it takes skill and a plan to take what you've saved and not run out. If you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to retiresimplypodcast.com. That's retiresimplypodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page to set up your 15-minute call to get your plan started right now. Tune in next week as we talk about gratitude and all we have to be thankful for. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Compass Retirement, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Compass Retirement, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. 
The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement, Inc. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.